You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, Sid Talk. It feels like only yesterday since we uh, were sat here recording a podcast, Jupiter Ascending. It wasn't yesterday. It feels like only yesterday. But yeah. it actually was a days few, couple of days ago. Um, days and days. Ago. So, how are you? I'm well. And you? What is your uh, before the after the show discussion? Weird. <laughs> Why are you acting weird? What is your before person? the after the show discussion? I didn't have any. You did all the talking. You've just basically talked for the last 20 minutes about whatever. And I've been listening. Okay. And to be true to wife form, I'm not 100% sure of all the things you told me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there was a Jeff Gersman story by his friend who died, and they found his hard drive now, three years later. And then there's uh, your bag that you got for your bike with the phone. And there's uh, other stuff that you said. True. <laughs> so. <laughs> I wasn't doing much discussing. If you know, you probably didn't notice. You were, you were busy telling me things. True. So, <laughs> what we have learned here is uh, wives do not really listen to No, wives husbands. are the only ones who never listen to their spouse. And husbands are perfect and always listen. That is what we have learned. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, jo- I'm joking because there's so much bullshit in the air. Da-dum-dum. <laughs> we were discussing phrases before you started talking. Yeah, I'll test you. No, you know them now. So you, you found a thing on Facebook. Bob's your uncle means everything's fine. Everything's easy. Yeah, English uh, slang phrases, but you also found American slang mm-hmm. phrases. I've... A shit creek without a paddle is one of them. In fact, a report in the government back when Lincoln was president, somebody wrote that somebody had our old Lincoln up shit creek. That was an actual right. official report. That was way back in the 1860s, so those phrases, they hang in there, and then you just know what it means, like... The British ones are very difficult for Americans to decipher a lot of the time. I'm sure, I imagine being an American and watching, Brit, like you do, British mm-hmm. TV. Now you're probably fine, but at first it, it's probably like, what are people saying? I'm not fine all the time. You sometimes turn to me and say, what, what's that? And I'll or I just you. take the context, but yeah, there's a lot of weird ones. But I imagine I mainstream Americans who have no British influence. It must be difficult to watch a British TV show and go... Throw your cobblers. Is that what it is? Throw a cobbler. A wobbler. Oh, no, the cobbler one. That was the number one on that list. What was, um, what are the really difficult ones? <laughs> what was the one you said to me and I knew it immediately, but then I was thinking nobody else would know that. I don't remember. I wasn't even listening to like, myself. Like Cockney rhyming slang as well, where it's like up the apples and pears. These weren't any of those. That's These were those. more sayings, weren't Yeah. They? But anyway, let's move on with this podcast. It is not... Oh, the one that means F all. That one. Sweet Fanny Adams. Yes. Which, then we read the real story behind it. It's horrible. The little girl got horribly, horribly murdered. And the police started calling her Sweet Fanny Adams. Then the guy got... It was in Britain. He got hanged for the crime. And then later, I guess because the crime scene was so horrible and people knew of it, the, the rations for the army they would call Sweet Fanny Adams because they said they were so horrible. And then it got short, and then that started meaning something that didn't matter. 
Yeah. Because it was so, un- so ugh, or whatever. And then it got to where you can say to somebody nowadays, F.A., which means, like, you're unimportant to me. Which is horrible. It goes from, like, a little... But then you just don't know. And, and then I it mean, just sticks with yeah. the whole... <laughs> and whole... as a child, you absorb those things without anyone ever probably explaining it no, to you. I don't, I don't remember really do. being told what things say, like, up shit creek without a paddle. You just kind of go, oh. that kind of makes sense. <laughs> Between a rock and a hard place, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's Wednesday, June the 6th, as we record this uh, podcast, but much later when you listen to it. This is after the show number 380. Uh, we're a movie review podcast, and we review a Blu-ray every week. And this week's Blu-ray review is Focus. Focus? Focus. And it's a 2014 movie. It's actually out now on Blu-ray, rated R from our friends at Warner Brothers. Sit Talk, give us the synopsis of the fine movie Focus. Con man. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a, a yawn, con man. And a, con. <laughs> a yawn, a con man. Well, that's going to indicate things to come here. I'm afraid with my assessment of the movie. Um, a con man on the con, and one of his bits of advice to training a new con person is to focus or to shift focus and don't lose focus. You don't lose focus and shift the other person's focus. Therefore, they are a new, uh, what's it called? A dupe, a dupe, a dupe. So that you can do whatever you're going to do. So that's what it is. True. And that's what it is. It's so con people. Um, first up, I'll ask you this time. What did you think <laughs> of the movie Focus? Remember that yawn I did just a minute ago? I actually found it um, almost indescribably boring for most of it. I was actually really bored in the first probably half or more. Because, and the reason why, is it's so, it's like nothing. It's not even like empty calories. It's beyond empty calories. It's like grabbing a piece of air and shoving it in your mouth and saying, there's there's my snack for the day. It was so, I don't know, the dialogue was just too up its own ass. The coolness level is too much. It's trying to show these people for being these professional con artists and like petty thieves and shit, but it's un—it's so not in the ballpark of reality that I was like, okay, what are we getting to something where there's actually something sort of um, <laughs> supernatural going on? I almost thought that because there's no way, and then I was bored with that very quickly, bored with the idea of a young woman wanting to be in this gang, and she happens to be amazingly gorgeous and he's Mr. Cool and he's you know then the whole concept of completely glamorizing these shit heads, heads <laughs> I mean seriously that's one thing that making it got look me like the most amazing lifestyle but, of ripping off people and I'm not talking about just like and some people will say it's justified to steal millions of dollars from a multi-billionaire or something I'm not talking about that con I'm talking about how they glamorize stealing off the street people's jewelry, their money, their credit cards, and how organized it is and how glamorous it looks. And you're just a bunch of dickheads. Thieves. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't even have a problem with thievery necessarily. I know that sounds weird, but I have an explanation for that. But I'm talking about making it look so amazing. And no one, not one person, has an inch of remorse or doubt or question Nobody comes along in the entire story, ever. No one comes along and you don't get a hint of even a, a, a person in the background going, I had my grandmother's ring on just a minute ago and now it's gone and it's been on my family for... Like, there's nothing to reference. 
that these people are wrong. It's all about the glamour of it and like how cool it I think, is. I think it's glamorous in the way the Oceans movies play it. Yeah. It's like, this is just the coolest thing ever, ripping people off. At least there in is- the Oceans movie, and I'm not justifying it because I didn't like them much either, but... There is a game amongst all the players in the Oceans movies. Everyone is ripping each other off. Like Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. There Twist. is an element of everybody in that game is ripping everybody off. They're all a bunch of jerks. They've all got whatever, you know, sort of playing each other. It's not basically climbing on the backs of all these normal average people to make this money. And we're supposed to be like, wow, that's what I want to be when I grow up. I just found it really uninteresting, and there were only a couple of moments in the movie where I was like, "All oh, right, this is this could be interesting," and then it went away very quickly. Now, personally, for me, and we watched The Gambler the other week, which was uh, I thought quite an interesting yeah. movie. Uh, and this one had the premise of being interesting to me because I really like scam things and heists and tricking people, and you know, I like that social engineering, which is what this movie kind of covers a lot. Um, and I enjoyed this movie in a way, but I think you're right. There are times of it where it drags quite a bit, like it, like where it's just, it's being slick for slick's sake. Like, this is just so not like the real world no. in any way, shape or form. It's just like... There is no huge band of humans, and we're talking like 30 people on one street amongst maybe 200 other people. 30 people, that's a huge percentage of that 200 people, who are in essence in this choreographed beautiful dance of ripping everybody off and stealing everybody's uh, billfolds. And every restaurant has half of their staff are in on the joke so they can steal everything. The guy who puts the cover on the ATM machine then just walks down the street with it. I'm like, what? I don't even understand yeah. why that seems... Now, cool. I know that's a real thing, because I've seen sure. that. A British documentary I watched showed The guy you. who does it isn't just going to walk no, down the street with it. No, but you'd come at 3 o'clock in the morning and remove it, wouldn't you? You would have a van. Oh, this is my, I mean, crim- he walks this off is my criminal daylight. mind. Yeah. Well, it was nighttime, but still, you'd have a van parked right up next to your ATM. You'd take it here, take two steps, and drive away. This guy's just like, da-da-da-da-da, I made the fake front. But that is a real thing, and I remember seeing uh, the actual police officer showing you the real one. That was another thing about the realness, trying to bring a real thing into it. You know those con shows that you like so much where yeah, the guys are like show. trying to yeah. convince you in the audience that they they're able to figure out something about you and then that whole thing we've seen it on that show where all day long we've been planting yeah, these yeah. clues. And I was like, what a lot of bullshit. First of all, I don't believe that works. Second of all, you've just taken that TV show explanation. Yep. Literally, frame by frame they've shown a little sign of some I mean it was like Wow, they they studied that little concept, and now they're turning this into this big con. Actually, how game. I saw that that whole there's a big con in the middle of it, which involves being at an American football game. You'll know when you watch it. But this this big con, and then then the con happens, and then it's explained by, via flashback. It's a clever idea, but it when you see it, it's, it's not like, clever. No, I mean it's a clever like uh, oh using people's psychological thing, but the way it's actually portrayed in this film is just over the top and like unbelievable. Like it, like it's like come on, really? Like, in fact, that if you pick that thing apart, the American football thing, it is it would never work. It's just that it's not a thing that would work at all. Like even even after they explain it, and when you know, and this throwaway lines in that con where she's where they say. Well, what if he wouldn't have gone? Oh, we just keep doing it until he does. Like, 
Some, there's going to be a line where somebody stops. Like, it just doesn't keep going on and on and on. And they're not going to so, know until they watch it. And what sounds like, I really dislike this movie. I didn't dislike it. In fact, I'm extremely... You can be. You can't be. Any, anything other than neutral. Exactly down the middle. It looks great. It's Actually, well made. That is a, that it's got is a high point. quality. It looks really the performances good. are fine. I mean, here and there, it's a little bit... Even Will Smith is sort of up his own ass. And she's just... I don't know. She plays into the whole "you want me to be cute," and she is. And now I'm just gonna—it's like devalues her a lot. I don't like that. But I don't dislike it as a whole. I just don't like it at all. Like I'm very, you know. I thought I personally there's a fence down the middle. It's enjoyable. Of this movie, I'd be walking. There's the some enjoyable parts to it. I found. When we started getting a little bit of like, oh, oh, mm. then I was, for about five it minutes. It does twist and turn a little, but not bit. much. No. Towards the end, it gets more interesting, I think. But that, then it's too late because it's almost over. And then it's so um, overused. Like, <laughs> like the wrapping up of the story is so boring. Oh my god, I just can't help it. I can't help it. The um, yeah, that actually actually been used. I've seen that in another movie. The exact same thing, even even yep, down yep. to the pl- plugging the holes. I can't remember what the movie is, but. It's a con that I've seen in another movie. So in this movie, I was like, oh, that one. Like, that's not actually a surprise. I've seen that happen before. So exactly. maybe it's a real thing in real life that people do know about. And that's It had a name. He, he said something. about. It's called the something. He even said it in the car when he was talking. Whatever it's called, that thing. It's got a comment of names for everything. It was like the something, Toledo emergency button. Something like that, yeah. No, that's what it was. Yeah. And it's a thing. It's a thing. So in this movie, it doesn't really play for me. It's like, oh, really? No. Boring is the word you're looking for. Yeah. Because it doesn't stimulate your mind. It doesn't stimulate your eyes. It doesn't make me laugh. It doesn't make me think. It doesn't make me feel. I don't give a shit about anybody in this movie. Not from start to finish. Couldn't care less if she... If... See, I wouldn't Spoiler go as far alert. as that. I don't care. I, don't, I couldn't care. When, it ha- when that did happen, I was like, oh, that'd be good. That would be interesting. And then it's not. <laughs> I don't like. What do you care about? What could you care, possibly care about them? Um, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying how I, how do they make you care about them? I don't particularly care about them, but I find it interesting what they do. But then, where it isn't perfect for me is what they do. Sometimes is really dumb. Like it's it's not even f- clever. Like like in you know, the oceans movies. I don't love the oceans movies, but. There are some moments in the Oceans movies where you go, oh, that's how they did it. Like a magic trick. Like, wow. Yeah, now I see the pieces coming together. The the thing works. This, it, it didn't. Like, it, they do how many thi- how many kind of cons do they do? Like, they do the con in the with the thing. They do one with some racing. The one with the racing cars is really boring. Like, yeah, I it's know. Like, um, <laughs> I know. It's just spo- spoilers. It's like... There's spoiler, a- spoiler. It's spoilers. It's, it's, it's the lowest common denominator for a scam. Oh, we're going to scam one person and make a load of money. Why don't we scam them all at once? Like, just because... Even, though, even the what the scam was was, like, ridiculously uninteresting. Yeah. A little gadget for your I mean, car that can make your car go faster. How I see... That's totally it, legal. It is pretty uninteresting. It's about Formula One racing and just like... All right, but here's the thing. Here's this gadget we've created. It's perfectly legal. That's it. And the other teams will lose if you use it. Right, but what we want to so do is the pretend, we want to pretend to sell him this, yeah. get lots of money, so he thinks he's going to win, but I'm still going to win. Now, it doesn't only, make any sense. It isn't that interesting, 
And the only thing I can think the filmmakers thought, well, what's more glamorous than racing teams and, and, you know, living the high life in the Formula One race, you know, watching the cars go past while you're eating your meal and all that. Like the American football, you know, like you're in this like big millionaire's box and it's really luxurious. That's all I could think. I was like, well, that could have been anything, though. It didn't have to be the Formula One thing. It could have been horse racing. It could have been, you know, some upper There was none of that in the racing, though. That was only for the football game. In the racing, to to be at a Formula One race in that capacity, it's mil- it's millionaire's land. Like it, And even when they sat eating the dinner in that little tent and the cars are just whizzing past, it's just... It's a glamorous scenario, and people go, "Oh wow, look at those million-dollar Ferraris on the oh, track." Oh wow, I don't at all. So that's completely right. Awesome. And people and do though. In like, fact, I find it. That's mind, why they go to Monaco. That's why they. My mind drifts completely to what I'm doing later. What am I going to make for supper? But what I'm saying is that's <laughs> that's the reason they chose that scam. I think to go well it is a really upper-class thing that this guy could be involved in, and you know he'll be mixing with millionaires, and who better to rip off than billionaires who've got loads of money, right? So. But it's orchestrated and it feels fabricated. And but there again, I don't know. Comment. I mean, comment would go where the most money is, wouldn't they? If they were trying to make a big yeah, bank. But that one doesn't make any sense. No, it's just like I say. The big cons in this, they're they're pretty dumb and very predictable. Like I, I could see it all. I mean, coming. the one in the football, I didn't predict that a hundred percent. No, but then when it's when when you're on the verge of it, you're like, oh. Yeah, well, yeah. when they're on the verge of it. It's a it's a thing going on, and uh, and at first you is this a scam or is this not? Is Will Smith now being challenged, and he just can't? It's not a scam anymore for him. He just needs to win this thing, and then I'm like, no, because he's a scam man, so it's going to be a scam, and then it all unfolds, and then before they even show you how it was done, I was like. I think if you, I thought to myself, if you analyse what just went on, I don't think it's that interesting or possible. Yeah. And then when they show you it, I was like, this is like Chris Angel made this one up. That's what I'm saying. Not yeah. that Chris Angel is on that other guy's show, and he explained it exactly. The yeah, same. Um, you're driving yeah. down the street, and we put signs around. We put a van next to you with these things that will plant a, an image or a thought in your mind. And so now, five hours later, yeah. I'm asking you to draw me a little picture, and then I'm going to predict what it is. You know why? Because I planted all those thoughts in your mind, and it's like, oh, uh, that's what made me so bored. It's a magic trick, not like a real thing. Like it's a. Psychological, yeah. thing. and it, and it's so they've gone to so much effort, like the, the <laughs> handkerchief and they're doing the thing, and this, it's it just seemed I was like, this is just stupid, like this is really stupid. So yeah, don't think about it too hard when it comes down to these cons because they're not clever, really. They're just well, they think they are the people who did it. They yeah. think that they're pretty clever, but you mean like the people wrote the movie? Yes, <laughs> yes, because they're like, wow, this will catch the audience off guard, but. Like like you say, we've seen that done before. And he gives about four different speeches about his explanations of how he's conning people. Yeah. Well, with women, you have to pretend to be emotional, you know, which is... He, uh, and then and he explains that one. And then, then he explains yeah. the thing to her, and then he explains to her in the snow about exactly how to do everything. It just gets very... I guess you have to be... trip. trip what has to trip your trigger, is one of those sayings, is... uh The high life... Um, Thinking that somebody's cool when they're not cool at all. When they're actually a complete ass, right? Not only that, but just like there's zero substance to it. And I feel like there are movies I'm sure I've seen that I've loved that are equally as vapid. I'm fine with that if you want to point them out to me. But then I come along this and I'm actually like interested. I'm like, all right, this could be interesting. And then the first 15 minutes, I... 
That's how you were moving. I remember I had to go to the bathroom. I came up here thinking, if he would actually say we don't have to watch the rest of this, that would be fine with me. Well, I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you a movie that is, um, should be in my recommendations, which is miles better than this movie, but still not that great a movie. <laughs> and it's um, Now You See Me, that the yeah, one with the magicians. Yeah. It's a Not great, but... It's a con movie based around magic, which as a, a soft spot I have. But... It also lives in the realm of, ah, it's not seen it's, possible. It's kind of, yeah, but, it's kind of a bit over the top. But they build it up in a way where you... And it surprises you. And you care and surprises somewhat you. about people. There were some of the, the cons where you go, that's what they did. Like, it, it actually is interesting. I was like, on the edge of my seat, it worked. This is not that. This is trying to be... I think they get it. I think they get it. We, don't, we weren't interested. <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't know. I'm actually saying. on a different level than you because I actually liked quite a lot of it. I liked... The set, I liked the where it took place. Yep. I, you know, I, I think I think it looked gorgeous. It tried to be very international. And there's one scene in the movie which is amazing, and it was just amazing. I loved it, and I wish more of the movie was it. And it was that hitman with that music, getting in that car, buying oh, those yes. things from the store. That getting was in an that, interesting. And it thing. reminded me of killing them softly. With that Brad Pitt. was an interesting thing. It was awesome, truly. And he. He buys the stuff, and this music is, is, it's this ominous, like, but it's not. It's like this cheery music, but it's ominous. He buys this stuff, he gets in this car, puts, yep, he does yep. all this stuff, and then it, and I was like, wow, can't, why can't the rest of the movie be that? That's where, like, from that, from that little scene, for the next about 15 minutes, I was interested. kind of like, oh, maybe and we're I was taking too. a turn, and then he gives us a whole other spiel of bullshit. And I was like, the camera work, when they do this, it feels out of place, like that bit shouldn't have been in another movie. Like that. Yeah. Should have been the flavor of the entire movie. But there's always this sort of weird, silent, almost like drive, you know, where there's a, a silent yeah, that's what it under, me. like you're pinning down this tension and this weirdness. And, you know, the, and even in that little sequence, when someone's doing something wrong, they are even aware of the negative consequences yeah. because of his preparation. Yeah. So you get both sides instead of, look how great we are, we're stealing from everyone, and that's it. It's really <laughs> funny because I loved that scene, and I was like, yeah, when it good. happened, I was like, Agree. killing them softly came into my mind with Brad Pitt, like their preparation and all yep. that thing. And I was like, it, this this even has a different tone than the rest of this movie. Absolutely. It's not, it's it's very violent, first off, where which this movie isn't violent. It wasn't violent. Well, what happens is violent. You know. I guess. I don't um, think it, that it's way. leading up to this violent act. The rest of the movie's not actually violent. This movie makes um, this all look um, clinical, almost. Like, you just do the things and nobody ever suspects mm -hmm. you. And you just... You always get away with it, right? You you steal millions of dollars a week and everybody's good. And oh, why and are the this. money here? And why the Her mother? thing. With him. With the... Yeah. And then she just happens to be there accidentally, completely. Yeah, we're when talking he comes about along. A, another. Yeah, kind of but I mean that one. I was actually like, "What? Okay, this has to be a lie." And it was actually the truth. Yeah, it's just a. And it made no sense. No, there, there are. In bits. the context of what we've been watching, I was just like, "What?" And I'm not saying I could write a better movie, even though I possibly could. I never have tried, but I think I could. It's the kind of movie you, if, and I knew it when I was watching it. Don't look deeply into this because <laughs> it is really like we talked about Jupiter Ascending being mm -hmm. on the surface, like a, a gorgeous thing. But then if you look a bit closer, it's naturally not much to it. That is what this is doing too. It's and then less than that, even the gorgeousness is boring. you know like Will Smith's so hunky man and, and Margot Robbie is like an absolutely gorgeous woman, and literally most people in this movie are, are glamorous in some way and. Not everybody. 
Let's be honest, only those two. We think about it. Yeah, but they're on the screen a lot, and it's just like we know they're glamorous. I mean, the filmmakers know they're glamorous, so let's put them in skimpy costumes, take his shirt off sometimes. You can see that that's happening. and that Put them in of, an all-white room with a white curtain blowing yeah. and bling in the bed. And you can like, see that happening, and you're like, <laughs> please take... They're saying to themselves, Will needs to not have a shirt on in this scene again. He looks good. Get him in the nice hotel room. Everybody loves a nice hotel room. I see that a lot in this movie. Yeah. Even though it looks good, it's just them going, what, we need things that look good every single time. Like, it's just, you know, yes. these people live in this weird world where nothing ever gets untidy. Even when he's in the hotel room, for there's a bit where he's in the hotel room, he has to pace around a bit and be in the hotel room. It just looks identical. Yeah. It doesn't move a pillow or anything. It's not like it? a cup of coffee sitting anywhere. No. I mean, we're nipping in that now. But, but it is, it that's is what glamorous. When your mind is wandering during the, the content of the movie, if it doesn't overpower the visual impact of the movie, it will, unless it's really intentional, like if you're watching some kind of surrealistic, you know, or something like... Uh, irreversible Natural or 2001 a Space... Yeah, something where something. the visual... But even Natural Born Killers, as much as I don't like it, the content and the visual, they make sense together. It is an art It's like a music video. It's all on purpose. Yeah. And by the end of it, people like you love it, people like me hate it, and it's visceral, and you have a feeling about it. I can't pick on the quality. I can only pick on the content, and I don't like it. And this one, I can't find the content. Like... And maybe I'm just... Uh, then again, one of my favorite movies is Scrooged, which is the retelling of the Dickens story. It's just so, this like, is... I'm, I'm not being a hypocrite. It's just really it's, hard. Maybe I wasn't in the mood. I was in... The, I, maybe I'm in the mood today for, like, a bunch of... I don't know what. Well, it's not that, because it's just some... Like, what, the box of this cover, I said to you, the Blu-ray cover, what do you think of that? And uh, I said... Do you know what it looks like to me? It looks like a Ray-Ban commercial. <laughs> yes, it does. I mean, it does. If you took the word focus off that and just put that in a magazine and wrote Ray-Ban at the bottom, that's it, isn't it? That's all it needs. Like, it's it just it looks as slick as the movie looks. It's it's um uh, just looks like a gigantic ad, um or a Calvin Klein commercial or something like that. Um, and that's what the movie is. It's like here's a Ferrari. Here, you know, it's selling the high-end lifestyle. And then I was like watching it, thinking so. Is this for all the high-end people who love all this stuff, or is it for the low-life type normal people who go, I wish I had a Ferrari? I mean, is it to aspire to? Because you shouldn't, because these are thieves and dirtbags. Like, they're all dirtbags, right? But then, because it doesn't have a violent aspect, which all crime does, this doesn't, like, and it doesn't... I mean, it should, it must have. I mean... It never focuses on it, though. No. Like, focus. Focus. Like, they do a big con at Mardi Gras. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he's, he's, he, all these con people, he gets them all in a room. Now one it, person gets caught. And it's one like being gets at arrested. Go- it's like being at Google, like headquarters. He stands <laughs> up and he gives these like little motivational speeches. Or like speech. Wolf of Wall, Wall Street. Yeah. And he says, hey, everybody, well done. We made a million dollars and you'll all get your cuts. Goodbye, everybody. Like it. That's a good example. Nothing went wrong. Wolf of Wall Street, right? He's a con man. They're conning yeah. people out of their money, selling the, the shit. The shit. I mean, the stocks were real, but it's a shit deal because you're gonna lose, and I'm gonna. Yeah, they know. Right. So the whole thing. But the thing is, that guy, that character, suffers consequences all the way through. There's always a negative side to what he's doing: loneliness or drug addiction, whatever it is. Nothing goes right. uh, Nothing stays right for him all through it. 
So that you get the both sides of this, like, criminal And life. it turns out violent in parts, which I always or think... like, even Breaking Bad as a whole series. You have a guy who's a criminal. Mm-hmm. He's a horrible criminal because he's selling drugs and ch- drugs are getting to people and killing people and the plane crash and people are addicted and horrible things happen to people. But ultimately, he suffers throughout the entire story. Mm-hmm. He doesn't gain a lot. He doesn't get what he wanted in the end, necessarily. His family's not... There's no... Nothing left. So I I appreciate that kind of storytelling. Yeah, because it's like destroying a man. Like it, like he thinks it's going to be amazing and it destroys somebody. This do- doesn't mm. like, and it, there's no consequences. It doesn't seem aside from the end. Yeah, um, but even then she's got, even then there's, there's no like the glimmer of hope of like yeah. we'll just con our way back to million dollars. Like it just seemed like I know people are probably worn down bored now with my comments, but. But it's an, it's an interesting movie to look at because it, it seems like it's made from the angle of if we be really, really cool and slick, then people will like us. If you're popping this in on like a rainy Saturday afternoon, you've got a big bowl of popcorn and a six-pack of beer, a bottle of wine, and you've already drank a six-pack of beer and a bottle of wine, <laughs> and you've and got your snacks, you've got somebody there who you can just hang out with and watch it and be like, you know, kind of... <laughs> It is that kind of movie. I'm not knocking it for that quality. But I think sometimes I'm not in the right Fun- frame of mind for but that. But funnily enough, there are people who watch movies because they're hot people. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have a person on my on my Facebook list <laughs> who, I, who, who I knew from about. school who will say, Oh, Will Smith is on TV in a movie. Oh, gotta get my wine out and watch that. It's like... And that's the reason, she, and she, and it's probably if she sees him with no shirt on a few times, that's a good movie. That the content doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. I just like hunky. And you Will know Smith. what? I would rather have if I was that person. I would rather have it look nice and slick and have all these nice cameras. They do. It does look really it does, nice. I said that to you. I would want that if that was me. How it really looks good, like it looks better than it actually is. It, 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 there were times when I, it would look like a Michael Mann, who is a person mm-hmm. I really like. I, I got the vibe of his movies. Like, it's this is slick. This is really... Like, like... Somebody's really... The beginning of James Bond, where... Skyfall. They're on that... Uh, the other one, I think. Where they're in that floor of that building, and there's blue behind them, or whatever. Yeah, that's and Skyfall, it's, yeah. It's kind of, like, toned up to the point of uh, art design. Bit, yeah. And there's a lot of shots like that, which is fine. I like that. I just... That's what I mean. This movie looks the part. It looks the part. It's just the 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 core of it, which would be the story. Do you think most people care about the core? That's what I'm saying. So, you know, there's Margot Robbie for the for the men, and there's Will Smith for the ladies, well, right? There are also gonna be men and women who like all the other way around. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but there are definitely sexy looking people in this movie, and if that's what floats your boat, floats your boat, and that's all you need to say that was a cool movie. Then you might think this is a cool movie, you know. There's layers of enjoying a movie, I guess. Not everybody goes in there going, "This has to be an awesome plot, otherwise I'm out." Like you know, because I think I think there are people who don't even pay attention to the plot. Oh God! They go, yeah. "Oh, look at Will Smith." You know, it, so is it made for them? Is it made for us? I don't know, but I don't think I have anyone in particular in mind. I'm not fully down on it. I'm just because I did enjoy some of it. There were definitely portions of it I enjoyed and was smiling with and thought was quite good. But then there was a lot of it where, like you said, I was just like, "Is this really it? Like, are we just gonna? Is you know, 
is surely there's something bigger coming. I kept thinking, like you know, they're going to have a big thing, but the big thing turns out to be this oh, racing yeah. kind of thing. Unfortunately, not that a big was... thing. And I think it also gives the impression, even though it's fictional, I get it, but that if I were to go to the mall today in my little town, that ten percent of the population walking around that mall are looking in ways to scam me, steal my purse, steal my thing. If I don't stick my money inside my bra all the way down, somebody's going to finger it and take it out. Like, no. That's the impression that you get. And I understand there are criminals everywhere. I'm not naive. I totally get it. But this makes it seem as though it's almost like saying, you know, that when you walk down the street, uh, most of the people you see are going to have jobs. And most of the people that you see, a high percentage are going to be criminals. That's their job. And I just don't. I don't think that's real either. So let's move on to the cast. Will Smith plays Nicky. Um, he pretty much does the Will Smith thing. <laughs> There's nothing that you haven't seen before. He's cool. He says cool things. I mean, he's not necess- he's not bad, but it's just Will Smith doing Will Smith, right? It's not... Mm-mm. I can't even think of the character Nicky or think of Will Smith. Yeah, that's the whole all time. it is like. And Margot Robbie, who I really enjoyed in Wolf of Wall Street. She's, yep. I thought, she, and that was her debut thing in, in movie. I was like, wow, this, this, she's very, aside from her being completely naked in that movie, but she is, when she's dealing with Leonardo DiCaprio, she's a force. Like, I could feel that. But in this, she's, they're just using her for the glamour, and that is it. Like, it's just about, she's sexy, so we'll put her in sexy. It's unfortunate, because she is good. She doesn't she has a certain have to do anything either. Yeah, but she has a certain, naturalness that I find occasionally pretentious, this sort of over-familiarity with whatever Like, like it is, when she's but... talking to the Pharos dude. Yeah. It's just a bit... Yeah. But yeah. then I'm nitpicking again. Um, so then Gerald McRaney plays Owens. Who's Owens? See, look, I don't even know who Owens is. Uh, let me think. Owens. <laughs> Oh, he's the guy who I liked. He, he reminds me of Mike in oh, Breaking yeah. Bad. Simon and Simon. I actually really like that guy in this movie, even. Um, he added something. There was there was some scenes where he was... He's just a bullish kind of hitman. Um, yeah, not hitman. Uh, bouncer type. Uh, protector kind of guy. Bodyguard. Um, but the, but it, there was some fun dialogue from him, I thought. And when, the scenes that he was in, I kind of pricked my ears up a little bit. I was like, oh, yeah, I like this guy. I haven't seen him for the longest time, and here he is again. Like, he's a, uh, like you know, kind of when Tarantino just, like, drags somebody up from the past, and then you go, wow, he was really good. I remember him. Like Robert Forster in, in Jackie Brown. You're like, I know who Robert Forster is. I've seen him a million times, but wow. Like, he's good. So I really liked this guy. He was like my highlight of the whole thing. But you didn't know who he was. No, I didn't know the name. I was trying to figure I mean, you out. didn't know who he was. You'd not really remember. I've, seeing se- him. I've definitely seen him before. And when I went through the stuff. Barely. So I watched Simon and Simon, so I know who he is. I mean, it used to be on British TV in the afternoon. When you Magnum... didn't even know what I was talking about. Oh, until I looked, until oh. saw the picture. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. Right. It used to be on when Magnum PI was on. Like yes. That, yes. In the afternoons. Heart to heart. Um, yeah, and that used to be on too. And then we've got Adrian Martinez as Farad, um, and he's like their boring hacker. I'm going to use this word a lot, so be prepared. All of them are. You boring. know, when you're a con man, you got to have like a hacker man. He's the hacker man, and he's with a really shitty sense of humor. Lowest com. You want to talk about lowest common denominator? If this movie's low common denominator, he's like subterranean common denominator. Yeah, he's not great. It's um, not at all. It's really. In fact, 
Oh. You didn't even need him, to be honest. Is when you when they have these hacker ca- stereotypical. This is the hacker character. It's either a a big fat guy who lives in his basement, aka Kevin Smith in Die Hard four, three, four. <laughs> it's that guy, or it's really nerdy guy who, or it's unimaginably hot chick. Yes, who has also no that yeah has no who life. wears a cat suit because she hacks all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, this guy. What, we, what exactly are we saying here? What do we want? What do we just want? Just an average movies? person who we all can relate to, like a guy. But that's impossible. A computer guy. But not everyone will relate to just an average, normal, average person, right? So, mm. what's an example of a movie where you have a hacker person who is right? That guy off the top of your head. You know what? If you can't think of it, that means they did it right. The Matrix. Because it doesn't stand. <laughs> they're all they're all stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know actually, but. They, they they stereotype hacking people, don't they? Really, really badly. They're either so nerdy, like they're ridiculous, or they're fat, or they're hot. And there are those people in the world. <laughs> yeah, but there's also all shades of in between those people, right? Um, so finally, I'd put down Rodrigo Santoro, who played Gariga. He's like the he's a guy in it. You'll know him from Love Actually. He's a guy. You'll also know him from Goal. He was in the movie Goal. Um, He's a Brazilian actor. I actually quite like him, but mm-hmm. in this, again, the character wasn't that interesting. He played him fine. Super stereotypical. Yeah. Direct. This is directed by Glenn Ficarra and John Riqua. And they they directed Crazy Stupid Love, which was a romantic comedy with Steve Carell, which I didn't see, actually. Um, and that's all they directed. I don't find the directing bad, like... Uh, I mean, cinematography is a different thing, and that was actually good. Um, but I the- think the directing's bad because if you're somebody who's kind of nobody, and Will Smith is standing right in front of you, and the woman who just was in Wolf of Wall Street, then you're not in charge of that movie. I mean, you're just not. Someone has taken that movie on board as a money-making machine, and we're going to attach because we know the history of this movie. It wasn't great. They had other stars. And Three different stars, right. yeah. And so now we've we're in the works. We're going to make it happen. We only need you here because we need a director, kind of thing, or whatever. However, I'm it works. two directors actually. So you're not you're not in charge. And we've seen movies where even last week we I might not have loved Jupiter Ascending, but the Wachowskis, as I like to say it, they direct their movie. They yeah. have a vision of what their art is going to be. And then throughout, they are collaborative, obviously, but they they touch every aspect, and it is them. You can feel them. You can feel their every, you know, like it or not, it's stamped with them, I think. Yeah, no doubt. Whereas this, you are sort of a puppet on a string, I think, if you're the director. You're just, you're going to meetings, probably, and you're being told, I don't know, I have no clue whatsoever, but I don't feel like they were in control, so therefore it has no... Other than having a good cinematographer and whoever edited it, it does. It looks great like that. And there's one flash of brilliance in the entire movie, and it is that scene with the guy getting in the car and driving the yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. It that feels like it would make a great short film. Yeah, and there's no dialogue, and there's no anything. Just... And it's very menacing. And it and I, I was on the edge of the seat. Tells a whole story about that person. Yeah, that, and he never even speaks. No, just a guy who says nothing. But he's so devoted. There's a doorbell. <laughs> Delivery time? No. Well, maybe. Yeah? We're just going to let it ring? Yes. <laughs> Unless it rings again. 
<laughs> People get to live our lives. All right, so uh, there are extras on this Blu-ray. Um, I couldn't have cared less, and when you wanted to watch them, I was like, whatever. Deleted scenes, which we yeah. watched. Nothing out of the ordinary. Um, an extended, well, not an extended opening, a totally different opening. It's another con. Um, I liked it. You you didn't? No, didn't care. I liked it because I liked it. It reminds me of Grand Theft Auto, that kind of con. You know, like going in the, it's going in a jewelry store. Um, oh. You can have to get that. <laughs> So before we were so rudely interrupted by the doorbell, which you would have heard on the uh, podcast, I assume, <laughs> yeah. because it is pretty loud. Uh, what was that? Uh, there was some dude, because it didn't answer the door, who was sticking little cards in everybody's door, uh, like a free gift card for one hour of labor from a roofing slash siding company. But he had no vehicle. He had nothing on his clothing. And I'm not, you know, I don't know. I just find it really when rude. we're watching a scam. When we're just talking about a scam movie, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it was a scammer. I'm just but saying you never it's know, so you? annoying yeah. because I don't know. It's six o'clock on a Wednesday evening. People are sitting down to supper. They're getting. They've just got home from work. Don't, they don't need want any more bullshit. And he wasn't. He was persistent. He rang our doorbell. He rang it again, and then he waited. And by the time I was standing at the top of the stairs waiting for him to go away, he opened our door and stuck the card inside, yeah. which I find. Really annoying. Then I watched him go straight across the street to the other house, and he rang their doorbell. Rang their doorbell. And then he did pound, 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 pound. Now, that pe- those people have a little baby. You know, I mean, it's yeah, just, like, do. so annoying. We have a neighborhood watch Not that knows now. that, but... We have a neighborhood watch group that's on Facebook. <laughs> so nobody... I've noticed, because I follow it, you don't, but I do. But nobody gets in the neighborhood without being... <laughs> that's good. I, I see... There's a black van parked on the corner of the street. A guy got out. I see that posted, and then people are going, oh, yeah, I see him as well. And then you'll see a photograph that somebody takes from the window. And they go, this is him if he does anything wrong. So That's a little over overkill. They do it, though. And you, so I feel like nobody's getting in this neighborhood now because there's a good neighborhood watch group of people who are always looking. But he might be a guy who lives down the street, and that's his fine. company. Yeah, he might be fine, yeah. But It's just that inva- I find it invasive, and I'm not old school. I don't believe in door-to-door knocking. I don't believe in cold call politics. I don't believe in invading my anything. I don't even like people coming up to me in a store asking me five times if I need them to help me. Fair enough, because I'm in their store. I can understand. But at my house, fuck off. That's kind of my... <laughs> so now I'm looking then at what kind of big sticker to put on our door that says no soliciting, but in a very clever and funny way. So... Back, uh, do you remember what we were saying? Yeah, I do. Getting back <laughs> to the movie. The extras was... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it was a deleted scene. Um, well, an alternative opening that shows you another con mm-hmm. that you don't see in the movie. Then there are the um, featurettes. One one covers Will Smith, one covers Margot Robbie, and one covers the movie in general. And that is it for extras. So don't expect a, um, you know, laden... I know you weren't interested in the extras nope. anyway, but I did like the alternate opening. It, the, alter, the opening that they used in the movie was too cool. That was a lot less mm. cool, you know? But then again, it wouldn't have fit the rest of the movie, I guess. Uh, so, in conclusion, uh, I think we're just on the media. I'm on the mediocre train for this movie. It's in the middle, right in the middle. It's not Correct. badly made. It's well made, but it is ultimately kind of boring yeah. and not that clever. Not as clever as it thinks it is. <laughs> yes, exactly. So don't dig don't dig under the surface and try and analyze it like we did because I wasn't work. trying. It's obvious that you can't. I wasn't trying you can't. anything. Yeah, you can't. just so. Uh, 
yeah, thanks to Warner Brothers. And if you want to enter a contest, you can. We've got a new contest coming up. And you'll be able to win a copy of... Do you remember that movie Monsters? Monster. Monsters. The one mm. that you watched. That you talked Oh, yeah. The guy who made Godzilla made it. Yep. Yeah, it's the sequel to Monsters. Monsters 2. So um, you'll be able to win a copy on Blu-ray. Go to aschoolie.com. I wasn't a fan of... Was his name Skip? Or something? Yeah. I don't know. I've not seen it. No, it's not Skip. You, oh, you know who it is. You told me who he is and why I should like it. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. It, it's not good. I didn't like it anyway. I, I mean, it, I didn't dislike it. It's, I don't know. I'd have to see it again. The guy who directed it was the guy who, uh, who directed Godzilla, which was actually pretty good. But um, Gareth Edwards, I believe he's called, right? But uh, yeah, this is Monsters 2. You can win a copy uh, when this podcast comes out. The day after, you'll be able to win a copy. So go to aschoolie.com if you want to enter. Uh, next week's movie review will be Kumiko the Treasure Hunter. We'll be looking at that one next week. Kumiko the Treasure Hunter. And movie recommendations for this week. I am going with on the theme of this movie. American Hustle, which is a more interesting con movie for me. Um, it's actually, if you look under the surface of it, it is not quite as dumb as this one. And my best con movie ever that you should all watch, is Matchstick Men with uh, Nicolas Cage. It's a fantastic movie. It is surprising. You know, it's it's not an obvious con that's going on. It's surprising, and it's really well made. Ridley Scott. Okay, and one of mine is Matchstick Men. Because <laughs> I really think that's the first thing that came to my mind. If you want to watch one where you understand sort of the turmoil of it, and, and the care about the it, people, and figure out that a person suffers because of it, and so do other people, then I think it's really good. And um, Birthday Girl with Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Kidman and was it Ben Chapin, is that yep. the guy? It's older. It's a few years older, but it's really good. It's kind of off to the side kind of movie. It's not big. It's British, actually. It's good. It's very good. Yeah. Birthday Girl. All right, so games and A Scully stuff. Seeing as this podcast comes right hot on the heels of the last one, almost in real time, I haven't really played anything aside from Witcher Three. Talked about Witcher Three for three weeks. I still think it's awesome. I did a quest last night, which was very surprising. They keep surprising me. The quests, it's like, ooh, that's interesting. Like, they're not how all of you know boring. They're not like, <laughs> uh, can you go and fetch the skull of the something from the cave where the werewolf is? It's not that. It's more interesting, and when they send you off to go and get something, it doesn't feel like they're just sending you off to get something just for the sake of it, so you can come back and get some more XP. It's that there's actually always a story involved that's usually interesting. So uh, that's Witcher three, and I have nothing, literally nothing else this week aside from it's E three um, this week coming up. So I will have some E three talk next week. Great. So what's for dinner, Sid Talk? <laughs> I don't know yet. I have not decided. I can't still think. What do you want? What do you want? Say, I don't know. Bits, yeah. quiz, quiz. I, don't know. I think probably something very easy. Soup and a sandwich. Jimmy John. I would like it, but I got annoyed with him the other day. Yes, you did. Because I said, can we have one of the sandwiches with the cheese on the side? No. We don't do that. No. Instantly. Not like, oh, well, all I said, you could put it in a napkin or anything. No. So I'm like, okay, I'll just... Why did you want the cheese on the side? Because you don't want cheese, but I didn't want to pay well, for a sandwich with... Well, I'm paying for nothing, I basically, see what you with mean. your stupid yeah. sandwich. Well, you just get put lettuce, the cheese on it, and I'll take get, it off. And then they forgot all the lettuce. So your sandwich was a cucumber, a tomato, three slices of tomato, and bread. 
I don't. No mayo, no avocado. I in mean, the that's future, just put the cheese on the sandwich and then take it off. I did. That's what I did. Because he said no. Ah, yeah, yeah. So that annoyed me. So I may not go back there for a while. I mean, if I'm in that business, and even in my business, help desk, you know, you find a way to at least nicely tell a person, no. go to Subway and say, if we get something, and I say, you know, can I just have those onions in a little, just put them in a yeah, one those little baggie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no problem. It's not like Jimmy John. I don't know. So that annoyed me. But that right. does sound really good. <laughs> Maybe Subway. All right. So um, advice, advice before we leave. Okay. Recently, very recently, in fact, I saw one of those stupid memes, you know, from Billy Graham saying that if children were taught to respect their parents, the world would be a better place. I said in my comment, it was a cousin of mine who posted it, that's bullshit. Because there are people who are parents in this world who are horrible human beings. And to drill in everybody's mind that because you're a parent, you're entitled to respect, is absolute bullshit. A lot of problems come from a parent who thinks they're entitled to respect simply because they fucked somebody, they made you, they fed you, they cared about you. But then again, go back to their original choice. They did the deed, and now it is their privilege, really, to have made life. And right. yet they try to make everybody else. So, kind of on a bigger picture, think about what things in life, not just material things, but attitudes or people, the way they treat you, what you believe and think you are entitled to. And then think about it really hard because you're probably wrong. Right? I'm not entitled to respect from a stranger, to be respected instantly by a stranger. I'm entitled as a human being, I suppose, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to use the same thing, you know, to a particular amount of safety and well-being in my life. Just because I exist. Even then, I could be wrong. I don't know. But I'm not entitled to you having great respect for me just because I'm another human being. Or a younger person having respect for me because I'm older. Or because I've been at my job longer for a new person to come along and have great respect for me because I've been there for 15 years. If I haven't earned it, I don't deserve it. And sure. if I think I'm entitled to it, then I'm going to sp spread that feeling around. And anyone learning from me then is going to learn that they don't have to work hard at anything. Because if you, I don't have to work hard to earn your respect, and I don't have to work hard for shit. I don't have to do anything in life. I should just put my hand out and let everybody give me everything for free. Because respect is no different than money. Respect I earn. And if you don't end up respecting me, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But at least I will know that you've based it on something. For instance, I have had foster parents. Mm. I have no respect for them. Right. I shouldn't have to respect them because they're my foster parents. Or because they took on the... the fed the, you and they, put you in their home and all that shit. No, it doesn't matter. I have no if respect the, for them. If the person isn't respectable or doesn't behave in a respectable way, if you're drilling into your kid's heads that they must respect their father simply because he's their father... But he's but a he's drunk a, and he hits them. Not even drunk. Let's just go a step down from that. He's just a bully, a hateful... Um, he makes fun of the way they look, he puts them down for the way that they act, he insults them constantly and expects them to be little fucking clones of him. That is not respectable behavior. Going to work every day to earn money to feed your family, it's not a respectable thing. You choose to do it. You know, there are respectable jobs over other respectable things because the things that you do in your life, you, you've earned some respect because of 
whatever it is, the challenge or the altruism of it or the difficulty or the danger. But me getting off my ass every week to go to work for eight hours a day and come home with a paycheck so that you have some food because I fucked my wife and I made you doesn't earn me any respect. And it's not because I'm not a parent. And a lot of people go, oh, well, that explains it all. No, I'm a human being and I can apply it to anything. I'm not entitled to you having respect for me just because I'm your wife. You don't have to show me respect because you married me. I chose to marry you. And I it's do. my behavior. I, do, I understand, do. but you have respect. You find things about me respectable. Yeah. You don't love everything. Probably you're going to say you do. But I don't deserve your respect if I haven't earned it. If for the last 15 years I've been like a jerk, if I've screwed a bunch of dudes, if whatever the, the level of your having respect for me is, if I break all those things, I'm not a respectable human huh. being. And just because I'm married to you doesn't mean you should respect me. I, you should respect me because I earn it. True. Or because I show signs of being respectable. So, if you have this entitlement in your head, and if you, this is nothing, people that I hear say, oh, welfare people are so entitled. They just think we have to hand everything to them for doing nothing. This is the same thing. Just because it's not a tangible item doesn't mean that you're not getting welfare on like an intellectual level. You're asking for something for doing nothing. Or for, you might think you've done something, but you know, it, it may be not Something that deserves respect. True. That is something to teach people. To teach your child. Sometimes I'm going to do things that you may not agree with. Right? But I'm going to do my best to be a respectable human being. And do my best for you. Because I brought you. I mean, I made you. Your life is here because of me. And I am privileged because of that. You don't owe me your life. You don't owe me respect. Because I might be a dickhead. <laughs> And women, too. Women, there's going to be horrible, terrible, I don't want to pick on the fathers, as, but anybody. You could be a horrible, disgusting, disrespectful, hateful woman, and your children shouldn't have to respect you. So talking of respect, you should respect our websites, <laughs> ascully.com and sidtalk.com. Have they earned it? No, oh, yeah. I don't know. I think so. Uh, you could also catch us on the social networks, Twitter and Facebook, if you've heard of those. You can catch this podcast on the Xbox Music the iTunes Music Store. iTunes is coming to Android. So you'll be able to catch it on Android via iTunes. And you'll also be able to catch it on Stitcher.com. Search for After the Show. Or just go to ascoli.com, click on the word podcast, and listen there. Or subscribe. You can email feedback to me at ascoli.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She doesn't want your email. And thirdly. Is it thirdly or fourthly? <laughs> Stay classy and focus. Focus, and I'm going to say think for yourselves or someone is definitely going to do it for you. Bye.